What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of The Happiest Hour on Earth. Tonight, I'm back. Last week, I wasn't feeling so great. So Chris took on the show himself and he did a great job. I listened to it back and he did an amazing job. It so, felt very weird, but I'm glad that it worked He out did an awesome recently. job. <laughs> he, he definitely he definitely did well for not having someone else to chat with the whole time. So I was very thankful that he was able to do it because I probably would not have done it by myself if you were the one out. So thank you for holding down the fort. So I'm back this week. I'm really excited. We have a very fun topic. So we are going to be talking about basically why we are Disney adults. Um, It's kind of like a blanket term that you hear often nowadays. And gets a little bit of criticism and you know a lot of people have things to say about us and all of you who are also in this category so we actually had watched a video on youtube on this channel called jubilee about disney adults and they were basically trying to decide who was the biggest disney fan of all of these adults and comparing things that they owned or how many times they'd been to the park and that kind of thing and it just kind of sparked our interest in the topic and we're like we should probably do an episode on that because it is very interesting to think about you know all these aspects that tie into why we love disney so much both the parks and the movies and all these things so we are very excited to chat with you guys about this we've got a lot of fun things to say so let's go ahead and jump on in All right, so I know I said last week I was so bummed that we didn't have a Disney snack or drink, and I I almost promised that I was going to do it this week, but we got everything that we wanted for the Piranha Pool from Trader Sam's, and shout out to Market House Podcast because they actually requested that we made this. Um, We were getting ready to make it, and then I cross-checked ingredients with the official menu from the recipe I was looking at. And it was totally different. So boo on those people who did that that yeah. recipe that was incorrect. Who so we didn't have everything. Yeah, yeah, very and sad I, day. Yeah, I didn't feel like going out and driving in this crazy wind California has been having yeah. um, and picking up the, the right ingredients right at the last second. So I said, you know what? We're going to push it off till next week. And next week is going to be really fun because yeah. we have a exciting guests that we're going to have on the show and um yeah it's going to be it's going to be so awesome so I'm, I'm excited to make the piranha pool though because it was actually my first drink i ever had at trader sam's and mm. that was like set six or seven years maybe more than yeah. that probably more than that yeah like i was probably 21 so it's probably been about eight years yeah oh that, and it's a great so drink and i great. it's been so long i couldn't recall everything that had been in it but i remember it was really good so i'm excited to make that next week i'm really pumped yeah it's gonna be great so uh in order to not miss that if you're listening on youtube go ahead and click subscribe if you're listening on a podcasting platform go ahead and follow us and you won't miss our amazing guests that we have on next week yeah we're pretty so pumped it's we gonna be yeah, fun. we are very very excited um <laughs> with that though We want to talk about Disney adults. I mean, we are them. If you're listening right now, you're either a Disney adult or scoffing at the fact that we are Disney adults. Maybe you saw this video and you clicked on it and And you just just wanted to write a mean comment. Please don't write a mean comment (laughs) or a a dislike. But if you do, we forgive you. Um, But so we first wanted to talk about like, what is a Disney adult? Obviously, it's an adult who loves Disney. But we wanted to go into it a little bit more. We were trying to like research what what is it about us that really 
you know, what coined that phrase Disney adult. And so we looked on Urban Dictionary because that's the best source of, you know, um, you know, meaning definitions. Um, And so they said, bear with us. This This isn't our words. words. Yeah, Yeah, this is their words, words. not ours. So it says a millennial adult. I could say this is even, you know, boomer generation, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, Is boomer the correct term or is that a mean term? Sorry if. Boomer is that, is like like baby parents. boomers, baby boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is an official term. I'm not trying yeah. to be mean. Um, so a millennial or any type of adult with or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks, even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with it than their kids ever would be. They probably engage in casual Disney bounding and visit the theme parks at least once a year. They are obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. One of the most terrifyingly intense people you'll ever encounter. <laughs> that last one rubbed me a little bit wrong. Um, oh, and, and in a sentence, they used it in a sentence and it says that Disney adult over there won't shut up about theme park trivia. <laughs> and I was like, I love me some theme park trivia. Yes, um, I would say some of this applies to us. The, Casual Disney bounding definitely don't do. We don't. Yeah, I like yeah. Disney bounding, but I'm not. Yeah, we brave wouldn't enough do to it really like do it. out in public. That's like definitely something. Oh so yeah, far. no, I would not do that. Like Halloween, um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> That's a which little different. Most of our Halloween costumes are Disney inspired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tattoo, no Disney tattoos. Although, Yet. yeah, we definitely totally will get one. So we will, for it. <laughs> we will <laughs> fall into that category soon. Yeah, which I'm excited for. So a lot of that definition kind of makes us sound lame it's a little derogatory um i don't know that it seems to be more on the negative side so whoever wrote it probably is not a disney adult themselves and probably likes to make fun of us so that's cool but overall yes it's an adult who loves disney and theme parks and well not theme parks but the, the Disney parks, parks. Yeah. yes, and Disney movies and just the culture. Yeah. So. And so with that, I mean, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to break off into like why we are Disney adults. But first, we want to talk about like the negative associations that people have with Disney adults, because I think a lot of a lot of um, Disney adults kind of just take that, you know, and kind of like, yeah, of course I am a Disney adult. But I think it originally was meant as kind of a, a derogatory, not a derogatory, but kind of like yeah. a demeaning mm-hmm. kind of title. Right. But um, yeah. did you want to talk about like some of the negative associations? I think we hear a lot. There's a lot of reasons why people look at Disney adults a certain way. These look are some of them look down on us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you want to do you want to hit us up? Yeah. With some of these? So the things that we kind of noted as why we see people in our own world even kind of slyly making fun of us even if they're not super mean it's you know it's just kind of the the assumption (laughs) um we would say they probably think we're childish and we're living in a fantasy world um and that the idea of escapism is just kind of our reality i think maybe and this is a little true, uh, yeah. especially these days. But I think that they think we spend too much money on, you know, trips or apparel or, you know, all the things that come with Disney, which, you know, it, it isn't an expensive hobby yeah. and uh, interest. So I can't 
disagree there, but we'll, we'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just not, not it like you, we should be using that money basically to like go and do other things, like see the world, go on other types of trips and that kind of thing. Um, as if we're only ever going to Disney, which at least speaking for us, that's not the case. <laughs> We've yeah. definitely done lots of other trips. Yeah. So I think that those are just a few of the, um, associations that the non Disney adult world has with our type. Yeah. And the interesting thing here too, is that I do think that some of these associations can be correct in a positive light. So we're going to talk about this Mm -hmm. as we talk about why we are Disney adults. And we're probably going to touch upon all of these negative associations and explain why they're kind of true, but also not wrong, like not, yeah. not a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so right out the gate, I just want to say to when you're, when you're talking about like spending too much on a certain hobby, I think the first thing that comes to mind too, is that everyone has hobbies, right? Like I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't really consider Disney a hobby, I guess kind of, I mean, especially since we do our podcast yeah, and stuff, podcast but, um, but expensive, like <laughs> things we're into, right? Like I, I am also a sports fan. I love like football, right? A lot of people watch sports. And have and, since they were a kid. So it's mm-hmm. like, in a sense, a childish thing. It brings them back to, you know, where they began. Especially if it. they played sports when they're younger. And mm-hmm. then as we get older, oh, I feel it. You know, your body wears down. So you're like, well, at least I could watch sports. Yeah. And then you're spending a couple hundred if you go to a game, a couple football hundred. Games, yeah, yeah. Like, or yeah, football game, I guess baseball games are really cheap, but <laughs> if you're going to, or like basketball games, spending a couple hundred for like three hours and yeah. then you're spending on food and drink, just mm-hmm. like you would at a Disney park. Right. Um, and, and the one thing about sports games and I've been to games, I love games and everything, but you pay that much money. If they win. Awesome. If they lose super depressing that you spend all that money with it. Like with Disney, at least you spend all that money and you're, you're making memories and experiences that you're going to remember forever, which I guess, you know, you'll, you'll remember games and stuff too, but it's different. It's not, it's not quite the same. I don't think it's not like Mickey loses, but the crowds kind of will be like the losing factor. Mm -hmm. If you like pay for it and it's really expensive, Mm -hmm. that's kind of similar, but you know, it's, it's things that people get into. People have, you know, superstitions, I feel like I kind of tend to do with football, you know, wear the same shirt, wear the same jersey, all the stuff. You're buying merch that's super expensive, you know, just like we would buy Disney merch and yeah. go to the parks or ears or, you know, stuff from the parks. Yeah. And so it's kind of similar. Or another one I was just thinking of. Concept. I mean, sports is a good, um, another good one. But I was thinking of like gamers, mm, like yeah. video games. I mean, the game consoles, like if if they're into like all different ones, then they have to buy these super expensive consoles and then continue buying games, which I feel like have just gotten more and more expensive. It's another thing that's just like they've probably loved it since they were young and some people stay super into it as adults. And Mm. it's like there's a lot of hobbies, I feel like, that we can tie it back to spending a lot for it. Mm -hmm. Disney just happens to be our thing. Yeah. And we get hate for it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that hate comes from that everyone just thinks animated movies are for kids. But really, I mean, we're going to talk about this soon, but I believe that even though they're animated, there are they're great stories that 
have lessons in them that you need to hear mm-hmm. and revisit as you get older. I think a lot of times when you get older, you get a little more jaded in your life because you're working nine to five, you're doing all this stuff and you, you almost need to revisit like these very core um, lessons that Disney films teach. And it, and it kind of brings about this, like I think of, um, I think of soul and how mm-hmm. like a lot of these people are kind of get jaded and they kind of need to like tap back into their, um, their childhood and their passions and all this stuff. And so that definitely, I think plays a role. Yeah, I think um, so too. And, and, you know, watching a lot of them back as adults, I feel like you can even glean more from it than you probably did as a kid, you know, like, cause there is so much depth to so many of the Disney and Pixar movies that you can't, you can't fully grasp it. A lot of it when you're a kid. Yeah. So I think that as we grow up, it it's even more meaningful to learn a lot of those lessons as an adult, especially yeah. ones like Soul or Inside Out or, you know, a lot of the ones like that. Are just yeah, any very... Pixar, but even Disney now has kind of gone that way. And I think I think that comes back and we're going to get into our list here. But yeah. um, but Walt Disney, like his idea for the parks, especially were a, supposed to be a place where parents and kids can both have fun. And, um, and I think a lot of the Disney company was making it so that, you know, adults can enjoy with kids as well, because Mm -hmm. honestly, even those older movies like have such a big lesson in it. So you can enjoy it, you know, as an adult. So, um, but with this, should we jump into like our number one with, Oh, did you have something to say about that? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, as we were talking about the people who kind of criticize us for it, I've just come to realize, like, these people obviously don't have the same experiences or memories or emotional ties to Disney that we do and that we've formed over the last, you know, couple of decades, I'll just say. So in that sense, it's easy for them to just kind of, scoff at us and just say that we're childish because they haven't experienced it the way that we have. So I guess it kind of makes sense. It just makes me sad that they haven't been able to, you know, experience it that way and tap into their childhood the way that we are able to with Disney. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting point here too, is because I believe that a lot of our love for Disney comes from our experiences that we've had, Mm -hmm. but That's not to say that people can't fall in love with Disney at an older age, Mm -hmm. but I do understand people who go to the, you know, maybe they haven't been in a long time. They're like, you know, twenties, thirties, and they go to the park and they just see crowds and then they're just like, Oh, why would I, why would, why do people like this? It's just tons of people and all this stuff. And it really, it, the crowds are not fun, but it goes back to, our nostalgic factor that we have um, with our childhood. But we actually have an interesting thing here because I had, I grew up going to the parks as a kid, but you grew up with it a little bit later. And I guess I could go back, go to my story first and then you can yeah. kind of tell your yeah, story. Well, but, um, but I've heard some people who didn't start loving the parks and Disney until they were, you know, 25 plus. And so that's an interesting story all, you know, by itself. But um, it is it is possible for people who don't have emotional ties to the park to 
end up loving it. Maybe they take their kids and they're starting that Mm -hmm. emotional tie to the park. But for me, one reason why I am a Disney adult is because I grew up going to the parks as a kid. And so I have so many amazing memories with my family, you know, trying to get to that next ride and trying to, you know, that first time I was able to ride that big kid ride and, um, and just experience family time at this magical place that had, you know, lands filled with adventure, lands filled with, um, you know, cowboys in the frontier, lands filled with princesses and princes and, you know, fantasy and future and, future yeah. and all this stuff. And so creating this like wonder that I had as a child, you know, every time I go back, I feel a little bit of, of that excitement still. And also it's just, there's something about going to the same place, hearing the same sounds, riding the same rides, um, smelling the same smells mm-hmm. that really <laughs> make you tap into your your childhood. And it's good to remember your childhood. I mean, some people's childhoods might not have been great, and I understand that. Um, but I think there are you know special moments that you can pull from that. And I have a lot of my great childhood memories with my family at the parks. And so for me, just nostalgia about my childhood really played a role. And then not only that, but when we started going together, mm-hmm. then that's just more memories and memories and experiences more. built upon that. And so we always love visiting the places and saying, Oh, I remember coming here at 16 years old or whatever and riding this ride and all that. But yeah. so that's, that's kind of where I land on the uh, nostalgic childhood experiences. But yeah. Yeah. And then for me, um, we've talked about this in the past a little bit in past episodes, but I went as a kid uh, once or twice, but it wasn't like a recurring trip. So those memories are kind of fuzzy. Um, but the first time that I went and really fell in love with the park was when I was about 14 with a friend of mine and her family who were huge, huge fans. And they made that trip so magical for me and so memorable that I just completely fell in love with the park at that point and dove back into loving the movies. You know, hadn't really watched them for a lot of years, but watching the movies kind of brought me back to a lot of the park when I wasn't there. So just a lot of those memories from that first trip that I went on with them when I was about 14, I still remember a lot of those moments even now. And it's been like 15 years since that first trip. Mm. Um, and there's stuff that I'll just never forget from that trip. And it was so magical for me that started my love for Disney. And then it's just continued to get stronger ever since. And yes, like you said, we started going when we started dating at 16 we got engaged there. I mean, we've brought our son multiple times. There's just, there's been so many trips to the park and movie nights, watching the movies, us, and then with our son. And there's just so, so many emotions tied to Disney because mm-hmm. of all, all of that, that we've experienced together too. Um, that it's just, it's like a part of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what this ties into, like I said, we're going to be talking about how some of those negative associations are, um, are true in a way. And I think one that speaks to this is that Disney adults can be childish. And I think in a way we can be because we are able as Disney adults to tap into our childlike wonder. And Walt has so many quotes about Mm -hmm. this, but 
um, you know, a lot of people just grow up and they just are focused on the, the daily grind that you have to do. But I think at times we need to remember that childlike wonder. And so, yeah, I would say Disney adults are childish in a way, especially when they step foot into the park. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I mean, obviously either. you, you have to, you know, you have, you have responsibilities. You have, to, you yeah. actually do have to grow up in a sense, but that doesn't mean you have to throw away your childlike wonder. And so, yeah, let's totally. do it. I'm tri- we're childish. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm down to be childish if that's what it means. Like the idea of escapism and just like, it's as if they think that we spend like every moment in the park or something. And like, we can't get out of that mindset for us. That's not the case. We don't have passes to the park. We live a six hour drive away. We go as often as we can, especially financially, it's a lot harder these days, but we try to go at least twice a year. Um, because it's just, it's hard to go any longer than that, I would say. And, you know, we live in our real life world when we're here at home and we have responsibilities and duties. So yes, going to the park is escapism for us. I would say, because while we're there, we do get to just forget about a lot of our, you know, just the heaviness of life away from there a lot. Not, not that it's like that all the time, but you know, the world can be a heavy place. And so I just feel like Disney and the parks really have a way of just getting you away from that because yeah. it's so immersive everywhere you go, everything you hear, see, do gets you into that moment, you yeah. know? Yeah. And there's something special about that because not no other park theme park can do that. I mean, they, yeah. they try, but they're just not the same. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing with that too is even if you are a pass holder that like a key holder that lives near the parks and you're able to go once a week or every couple of days, I think a lot of those, I know a lot of those people yeah. have regular steady jobs and they're doing their thing. And But the thing is, instead of like maybe going out and partying or something, which is a form of escapism in and of itself, mm-hmm. or, you know, watching sports or whatever the case may be, they're just choosing in their free time to go to the parks. And I think that's totally fine because mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to get, you put in those hours, you need to get away for a little bit and just enjoy yourself. And that's totally fine. And so just on the whole escapism thing too, I think another reason why we love Disney so much is just the story building that the, the expert storytellers that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes into play not just in the movies, but in the parks as well. I mean, like you're just saying the theme parks, like you really feel transported into a world of fantasy, into a world of adventure, into New Orleans square, uh, into a galaxy far, far away. Mm -hmm. They are expert storytellers from the, I mean, like the details that they put the Imagineers put into the rock work to really Mm-hmm. It's like, what? These rocks look aged. It looks like I'm in a different place. Yeah. They are able to put you in a setting that makes you almost for a, a day or two, however long you're there, pretend like you're in that world. And I think that's so awesome and so good. And then when it comes to the movies, just watching a movie, they are excellent storytellers and they're able to bring you in and tell you a story that's very specific to 
that character and what they're dealing with, but it's also a very universal lesson that really bring you in and just kind of make you for a second stop and think and see how you can kind of better yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do agree that Disney has those stories that um, everyone, whether you're a kid or an adult, definitely need to um, watch. So the immersion, everything. Yeah, of course it's escapism, mm-hmm. but it's also escapism that you could go back to the real world a little more refreshed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I always come back from a trip just, I mean, missing the park, of course. <laughs> yeah. like that's always sad, but just still having a little bit of that magic with me and just like looking forward to the next time that we can be there. Yeah. You know, life without Disney would be a lot sadder, right? Yeah. So getting to go to the parks is such a magical experience. And when we're at home, yeah, we like to watch the movies and listen to the music. And sometimes we watch POV <laughs> YouTube videos of the rides because we miss it. But, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. Escapism can, I feel like you could look at it in a negative light or not. I feel like it's not a negative thing to escape the real world. Sometimes we need mm. to. I, I totally agree. Um, and then, so I think our, other reason that we had on here is the man behind it all. I mean, Walt Disney and he was such an inspirational person, you know, where like he kind of embodied the American dream, Mm -hmm. how he came to Hollywood with pretty much nothing, Nothing, uh, went bankrupt and just gave his all, kept going, kept going. He knew what he had and he just, and he, you know, he got Oswald taken away from him. Yep, he could have just easily given scratch. up there and created Mickey Mouse. And then that just started everything. And then he didn't just stick with Mickey Mouse. He was like, I'm going to do a full length feature film, which had never been done for animation before that kickstarted a whole bunch of things. Then he hit so many, um, so many times where the studio, there was a lot of things happening with the studio. He pushed through yep. and now we have a catalog of movies that are just, I mean, it just blows me away everything that they've created and not mm-hmm. just the movies it didn't, he didn't even stop at the movies yeah he started doing the parks and the college uh, i didn't realize that walt was the one who started the california institute of the arts mm-hmm. we learned that in a book that we got for our son about walt disney and it is the cutest book ever it's just basically like him telling the story of his life yeah. um so a kid can understand it but there's a whole section about him starting the California Institute of the Arts and how many people went there and that kind of thing. And he, he just, he did so much. Yeah. It was the Mickey, it was the movies, the shows, the parks, the college. Like, I mean, he just, he had such a vision for what he wanted for his company and he followed through, you know, he's, he truly was such an inspiration to look at. And, you know, we, we have a lot of quotes that we were going to talk about. Um, there's so, so many, but in terms of being a child and holding on to that, we had um, one of my favorites, which is when he said, that's the real trouble with the world. Too many people grow up, which is so true. Yeah. That's why I love Peter Pan so much. It's my favorite movie because like Walt said, you don't, you don't have to grow out of the things that you love as a child. You know, mm-hmm. you can hold on to that childlike wonder that you have and still be an adult, you know? Yeah. 
And I think that's so true. Like the trouble is that too many people grow up. If we were able to interact with people, I think about just like political landscape and like, you know, just countries in war with each other and all this stuff. And like, obviously it's not like if everyone loved Disney, there'd be no wars, (laughs) but I think we get older and we get hardened a lot of times. And, um, and if we're able to just kind of like enjoy life and, and not stress too much about the other things that do matter, you do need to, you know, focus on that. But, um, when people lose, you know, their childlike wonder and, and, do just get hardened um then you interact with someone else and cause them to have a bad day and then they do it to the next person you know yeah. it's like as we get older that just tends to happen and um so and Walt had such a a life to him um and it's so inspiring right yeah, yeah right up to the end just so inspiring that he was able to do all that and almost makes you know you have a sense of creativity or, or desire to have that sense of creativity that you want to put back out into the world. Um, and so this kind of like goes back to that negative association of like spending too much money. I think a lot of people say like, it's a corporation, like you're spending so much money at a, a just a company, but you are like, things are very expensive for Disney, but it's not just Disney as a company. Um, when you watch those classic films, when you go to the parks, you really feel Walt's essence. And so even though you're paying a corporation to visit the parks, you're really remembering this very influential man that started it all. And so, um, you know, I, I just have such a love for what he did and what he wanted to do where kids and parents could get along and have a shared family time Mm -hmm. that I I love just supporting his vision, you know? Yeah, I agree. And on that, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that we love every single thing that is happening with Disney currently or that has happened in the last couple of years or the prices that have skyrocketed every year. I mean, I don't know how much of that Walt would even be in favor of if he was here now. I mean, obviously he wanted to, you know, be profitable and successful. That was more like Roy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I mean, they both did like they wanted, they wanted, they obviously wanted so that they could keep creating. I mean, I think for Walt, that's what it was about mostly. Um, So now it's hard to imagine really what he would think about everything that has come of Disney. Um, You know, I think he would be proud of, you know, everything that they've accomplished, but there's just, there's a lot of other things going on that may or may not be something that he would want for his company. But when we are paying those prices and we're supporting Disney, I'm doing it because I'm supporting Walt and what he created. And I'll always want Disney to do well because of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard thing too, right? When you're running a corporation, but also trying to make sure that it has a lot of, heart and soul into it. I mean, I know that there's been movies in the past that really haven't really felt the same as like those classic movies, but any company or like creative venture that anyone does are going to have times of ups and downs. We see that with the post Renaissance era of Disney, right? A lot of movie flops and then they go and do a whole bunch of more amazing things. So anything is going to have ebbs and flows. And so it doesn't mean that we are going to, or that we agree with any, everything that Disney is doing. Um, but we just 
we love supporting that original vision. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's so many reasons why we love Disney. Did you have any more to add? That's what we noted here. But I mean, there's there's so much. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely like the highlights of what Disney means to us. But I'm thankful for the memories that we have made that we'll continue to make. Um, I'll always love it for that. There's something to it that we get, that we understand, Mm -hmm. and that will always mean a lot to us. Yeah, I would just to add on to that. Um, I think why the parks, because there's multiple theme parks and other theme parks are great and everything, but this is something I had a thought about earlier today is that Disney is generational. Like mm-hmm. not just our parents grew up with it, but their parents grew up with it too. And so when you visit the parks, you are experiencing not just any other theme park, you're experiencing a park that has aspects of something our grandparents and maybe even great grandparents, uh, depending on how old you are, mm-hmm. um, grew up with as a kid. So there's these, you know, there's other things people grew up with as a kid, like Popeye, Felix, kind of things like that. But nothing stood the test of time as Disney films. Mm-hmm. And so they could love it. We could love it. We could yeah. all gleam something from Disney. So when you visit the parks, you're just really seeing a blend of history, creativity, and technology together. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it just all comes down to the details. And even like with um, entertainment that's there, when you see like a nighttime spectacular, it's going to be the best of the best that can't be compared with any other theme parks. When you're listening to the music mm-hmm. um, that accompanies uh, a show or just accompanies a movie, you are going to be listening to something that moves your soul, moves your, you know, uh, your just your emotions. emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that really comes down to, but I guess, yeah, one thing that we should have added on here and that we just brought up, it's, it's generational. Yeah. They are so I mean, true. stories that yes, everyone grew up with and loved. And we're, we're still showing our kids these old movies from back in the thirties and forties. Yeah, that's true. I, my grandparents loved Disney and went to the parks even just by themselves without my dad and his sister a lot of the time. Um, and they just absolutely loved it. And I remember when I had gone on my first trip when I was 14, I came back and I couldn't wait to go see them and tell them about it because mm-hmm. I knew that they would appreciate it the same way that I did. And I just remember yeah. talking to them for like an hour about all the things that I had loved so much and showing them pictures and stuff and then at some point, a few years later, I think I did a trip that my grandma went on with us. And I, one of my favorite photos of her of all time was on Thunder Mountain. She was like <laughs> sitting by herself, like a row in front of me. And myself or my cousin snapped a picture of her with her arms all raised. And it's like super blurry, but it's just the cutest photo. And I still love it so much. And she's since passed, which is why all of those memories and photos and things mean so much now. And it's so true how generational it really is because you just make memories forever. It's been, it's been happening since the start of the park to now. Yeah. And it's going to continue. Oh, for sure. This makes me so happy. I love that. Yeah. That's a great way to end our, our reasons why we love Disney. Um, we asked our listeners, um, why they were Disney adults. And so we have some of those um, 
right now, but actually before that, do we want to talk about like where we are now yeah. as Disney adults being actually a part of the Disney community? Yeah. Because there's Disney adults who don't do anything in the Disney sphere. And then there's those who are Disney influencers, Disney podcasters, yeah. bloggers, all that stuff. And, and we, we were none of that up until we started our podcast, which was almost two years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, so we didn't really have ties to much of the Disney community at all. I didn't know how big that world was on Instagram yeah. <laughs> until we created our page and just how many people we've connected with. It's just been so amazing to get to meet so many types of people, so many different people that are kind of on different spheres of Disney love and just in terms of what they do. Yeah. And it's just so fun to see just the variety and just how we can all connect over Disney has been so cool. Yeah. I love it. It's been, it's been really, really fun. Um, we've met so many amazing people through this community, just being a part of it. And, um, and I can't be more thankful than I am to be a part of this community. Um, obviously it's like a, you know, it's a little more work to put in, you know, we have, we're doing Instagram and, and podcasts and all that stuff. So, um, in that sense, you know, a little more effort being put into it to create something for everyone else who's, you know, enjoying the Disney community, but never does it feel like a job because it's something we're so passionate about and something that we love talking about mm -hmm. um, because it means so much uh, to us. Yeah. And we're just so thankful for everyone, whether that's other fellow creators um, or just listeners of our show. Um, mm -hmm. It's It's been so awesome that we get to just talk about something that we love and people actually listen. It's very, very surprising. Yeah. Um, but thank you to all of our listeners because it really means so much. It means so. more than you could know. Like yeah. every time we get comments or shares or messages from people that love our show and tell us that it's just, it's, it just blows my mind still that we have that many people that care to listen to our thoughts on yeah. Disney topics. It's just, it blows my mind and it's just been, it's been such a journey so far and I, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, for sure. Well, with that, should we, uh, should we end off with some amazing Disney followers? Uh, you know, some of these are other content creators. Some of these are just, you know, listeners or friends, um, but definitely go check them out. Um, yeah. I mean, some of these people are just private accounts and just <laughs> friends, but if any sound like content creators, uh, definitely go check them out. Cause they're all amazing, but yeah, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. So our first, uh, response that we got was from at Erica adventures. Um, she said, Disney gives her the permission to be a kid again. Obviously we get that. That is yeah. a huge part of why we love Disney. It's the only place we can do that really. And feel like no one's judging us for it, you know? Yeah. So we're with you there, Erica. Yeah. You could wear your ears. You could, yeah. you know, frolic down Main Street. You could do all that <laughs> stuff without being, you know, looked down upon. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And so she has an amazing uh, Instagram page and a YouTube uh, now recently. So definitely go check her out for some amazing Disney and just travel content. Yes, for um, sure. So next up we have It's Lauren Renee, a friend of ours. Yes. And she said Hello. the level of storytelling, detail in the parks, childlike nostalgia and the food. Yeah, you can't yes. forget the food. Round of applause um, for the we food. We feel you, Lauren. <laughs> totally like along the same lines 
as we are as why we love Disney. So oh, yeah. thank you so much for yeah. that response. Totally. Um, next one is Tinksky. And uh, sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, sister-in-law <laughs> to Lauren that we just talked about. Um, Disney is my family's place to be together with nothing else in the way. Just like we were talking about with the escapism aspect. Totally get it. So it, again, it's the only place you can really do that and feel like yeah. the rest of the world just doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Drop work and just focus on family, family time. time. Yes. And being in your favorite place. Yeah. We totally feel you, Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up we have at happiest ginger on earth. And she said, cause Disneyland is blank dollar sign at sign pound <laughs> sign. You know, what that means starts with an F. <laughs> and I can't see it on the show because uh, Disneyland word. is Blank amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh, life's too short to be anything but happy and so I I, I love that too just I mean to the point yeah it's, it's, it's so true it reminds me of just like if you're having a rough day at work just putting on some Disney music that really kind of gets you going and mm-hmm. um and just saying you know what? I don't need to dwell on this like yeah. I can I can you know yeah the positivity and, just kind of gets you through yeah for sure totally um, next one is at just another magic Monday said, I cry when I hug Minnie every single time. I love yeah. that. Meeting the characters is just a whole other level of magic. And that's something we didn't even really talk about tonight, sure. but it's true. I mean, we all know it's just a person in that costume and all of those costumes, but there's just something about that moment when you get to see maybe one of your fa- favorite characters or seeing like us seeing our son with one of his favorite characters that just is so emotional. There's yeah. like, and I've talked to a few other people. There's certain characters that when they hug you, it's like, it is the most comforting thing. Tigger is one I can definitely say and Pluto. Another one that their hugs just like make your day. Yeah. You just oh. feel so loved. And it's like, it's just a person dressed up as this character, but it feels so authentic. Spoiler alert for any of those kids listening. No, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, Hopefully no kids heard what I just said. What we meant to say was that we believe that there's a person under there, but it could be, it could okay, be, no, it could be, the, <laughs> could be the real Mickey. But, um, so next up we have Rox Lehman and she's been following us for a while. We yeah. love you, Rox. Roxanne, I think. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Thank you so much. Um, so she said, Disney is exceptional at creating such purely joyful experiences. The parks always have been the ultimate escape for me, and I won't feel guilty about it. And I love that, um, yep. especially how we talked about the negative connotations and or associations. Mm-hmm. And just saying, you know what? I love this thing, and there's no reason to... Be embarrassed about it. You know, it's something that we have strong emotional ties to. Yeah. And you, if you can't tap in to what I'm feeling right now, I kind of feel a little sorry. Yeah. I feel bad (laughs) for you. It's not, it's not something wrong with me. It's just the fact that you've never experienced what I have here. So sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Love that one. Um, And our last one comes from Jordan, the Swan who was on one of our last episodes and it was an amazing episode talking about club 33. We love you, Jordan. Definitely go check it out. Yes. Yes. Her page is amazing too. Go follow her. Um, But she said, Disney is a place of so many shared memories and experiences from my entire life. Disney is a place that is absolutely top tier. Being there inspires me to bring that mindset and work ethic home. 
strive to be my best and work my hardest, whether that be in work for my clients at home with my husband and daughter for my friends, all that. Uh, I want people to walk away filled up with joy after interacting with me. And that's how I feel after leaving the parks. I love that. All those thoughts are so good and so true. And I think we had kind of talked a little bit earlier about just the way that Disney makes us feel and how we, we want to bring that joy to other people as well. And yeah, it's so true. There's an optimistic um, type of joy that, Disney gives us and you know you just have like a a really positive outlook on life I feel like and that's something I love about the shows too is that there's always just thinking about the wondrous journeys that they have there's always a part where characters come into this like despair moment where they have trials and then they overcome it and that is such an important um mindset to have when you're just tackling the world and what comes to you Mm -hmm. and so having that mindset, just like Jordan said, you know, that's what she feels after she goes away from the parks, but she wants to kind of have that same experience kind of go out to everyone else Mm -hmm. so that they could feel hopeful and optimistic. And, um, and we, we love that Jordan. Thank you so much for that response. Cause we feel you. Everything was spot on. Totally agree with you. Yeah. So thank you guys all so much for participating on Instagram and letting us know your thoughts. I know we could go on and on about this topic forever. It's such a it's such a topic of passion for us because I feel like it's very easy to feel that judgment from the rest of the world that doesn't get it the yeah. way that we do and all of you do. So it's just so nice to have a space where we can all feel the same way about it and talk about it and not feel judged. So yeah. thank you guys for that. Thank you for participating and listening and if you have any other thoughts that you want to give to us on instagram send us a message or comment on youtube or wherever you're listening we would love to chat even more about it yeah and we will see you guys next week with a special guest we cannot wait to bring him on and then we have more more guests to come Uh, really exciting stuff for the happiest hour on earth and it's all because of you guys and with that we will see you guys next week see you guys bye bye